0: giving is directly related to creativity because creativity is the result of being a generous recipient. And in this day six of our soul care narrative we're going to receive this invitation to get curious about the why the type of activity or intervention that you wrote about in your day five was used to open you up creativity. Hey there everyone, welcome to Mohawk Mama Soul. This podcast is especially, essentially for the writing soul. We don't focus on the writing craft. There are plenty of podcasts for that, but here you are the focus, your are own personhood, not just what you produce. So let's go ahead and get started. Ultimately, you are a soul who writes. Writing is work. Writing is rest. It's your movement in the world, the unique embodiment of your freedom. You are a writer. If you hold yourself accountable for documenting, witnessing, journaling, educating, blogging, even writing copy. And this opens up others to their freedom, their imagination, their growth and their healing. And it does so in such a way so that you are able to be generous with your love, with your gifts with all of who you are, so that it will be an expression of your soul care from the inside out. That's what the Mohawk Mama Soul Podcast is all about, helping you attend to your writing soul. What we do here is notice, nurture, and embody soul care in a culture of scarcity, noise, and frenzy. And so that is what you're welcomed into And anything that we are talking about will always come back to three foundational things that you'd notice in order to nurture, in order to embody, even more earnestly and intentionally. If this is your first time, I want to welcome you in to this Soul Care Campfire and let you know that you are right at home. You are in a place where you already belong. You have nothing to prove, girl. And here's what I want to make sure we do first and foremost. I want us to get our headphones on. I tend to speak low. That's just typically what I do. But it might be easier to hear me if you have your headphones on. But it also can become a sanctuary for you where you kind of Put everything else, the noise, to the side. Grab your journaling guide for this soul care classroom. If you haven't already gone and downloaded and printed it out, you can either pause and do that now or do it later. But everything that we're going to do is going to be following along with that guide. This is a 10-day journey, but you can make the journey in the length of time you need but there will be 10 steps of days that we will take together. And so one of the things that you'll want to do is be ready to be a receptive repository so that you can gather in, but then you can release. So you wanna be a conduit just as much as a repository. Receive it and then be courageous enough to let go I want to remind you, and this can serve as a disclaimer as well, that there are times that you will come to Mohawk Mama's soul and you will hear the background tracks of a woman who continues to podcast even when there's a neighbor's dog yapping and children playing in the next room. And so I want to just remind you that I carry on anyway because, well, I am not willing to wait for the ideal to carry out what it is I'm given to do and create for my artful life. And I encourage you to practice the same. All right, carry on, souljourner. I want to now share with you my day six. This is my soul care narrative. This is a meditative story, and as you listen to mine, I want you to, in fact, let it connect you to yours. I will have some meditative prompts that will come forth from this so that you can be guided in doing just that. So, in my story, the creative act of untethering helped me to accept lament as an asset, not a liability. I now draw on lament as the grace that it is in my life. Lament has helped me to deconstruct and rebuild. My lamenting has informed me that if all is not well, I am to be mobilized, in love, to act humbly and honestly. To create a healing environment and culture from the inside out, first in my personal sphere and then in my communal spheres. I want to ask you what activity or intervention have you noticed? That you once saw as a liability that you are now seeing as an asset. Pause and look at the unlikely creative act of just that thing. Name it. How has it helped you deconstruct and rebuild? where needed how does it inform you how to move in the world without shrinking yourself consider how it uniquely calls out to you who does it tell you that you are How is the spirit using this act of creation to draw you into creativity? Now I want you to breathe, exhale, and release the tension first. And then deep from your belly, draw in your breath. Continue to follow your breath as you are attentive to your soul. Generous giving is directly related to creativity because creativity is the result of being a generous recipient. And in this day six of our soul care narrative, we're going to receive this invitation to get curious about the why, the type of activity or intervention that you wrote about in your day five was used to open you up to creativity. And what do I mean by creativity? I mean paying attention to how you engage your artful life. I'm not talking about the haves and the have-nots. Because more than composition, there's connectivity and communion. And connectivity is deeply rooted in a bond communion is deeply rooted in sharing. And more than paint on a canvas, there's the splattering of peace all within. So what we're talking about is not just the exterior expressions of creativity that we often default to, but more than that, or I should say, in addition to that, there's the interior expression. Of creativity and by expression I am talking about the activities or the various things that intervene to open us up such as our emotions that's right we all have them we of course all respond to different emotions differently but we all have them and they are a landscape of readiness for us to create from. Sometimes we create things that are not very beneficial. Sometimes we create things that are absolutely heart warming and embracing and healing. And so our emotions are a place that we're always creating from. So I would have you look at in this day 6 even the mindset from which your creativity is deriving from. Just consider that. You don't have to journal about that, but just begin to trace the mindset. I want to name a few more interior expressions or activities of creativity. I already said emotions, but your imagination (laughs) is always on the move. And it depends on if you acknowledge your imagination or not. It depends on whether or not you engage your imagination or not. Whether you shame your imagination. Or whether you attend to it. To really begin to pay attention to what it may be trying to tell you. Warn you about. Or what it may be trying to nudge you in a direction? What about surrender? How it can create a world of opportunities for you to have wide open spaces to move? That's freedom. What about silence? What is silence creating within you? What about when you untether yourself from something or someone What is that creating you what about trust what is it creating within you consider how patience does a work of creativity within you or self-control not self-deprivation self-control is another act of self-love self-care and so of course There are exterior expressions that can go with all of the interior expressions because there's going to be an outworking of whatever is within. So whether or not you see a full expression of creativity, like you see in other people, is not the point. The point is, what do you see coming out from your life, your artful life? Whether it is in teaching Hugging, smiling, speaking, singing, physical movement of your body, your humor, your writing, I call it scribbling, your cooking and baking, your relationship building, your relationship deconstructing. (laughs) What I am speaking of Is not merely creativity from the standpoint of the romanticism of it. I'm actually talking about understanding that your entire embodied life is art. It is your art that is being very receptive to the artist of life who gave you your life. And so, yes, it is definitely key to understand how the creative process works in terms of neuroscience. And I I love that too. And I'll mention that a little later in the episode, but I want us to really grasp fundamentally that your life is a creative work of art. It is. And I want you to consider remembering how even you would begin to embrace that. What would that look like if you begin to consider it's not just what comes forth from you, it is you. You are the evidence of creativity. There's nothing to prove, it's just living that out. And I want to know how you have been allowing and paying attention to how you're engaging that artful life in this day six. And let curiosity play a huge role in helping you really perceive creativity with more of a sobering reality. Now I mentioned about the creative process and whether or not you geek out on neuroscience or not is, you know, it's a mute point. I geek out over it. And it does help me to to capture greater understanding and appreciation. And so I don't wanna go into anything really deeply, but here's what I want to say. I wanna tell you that one of the things I've been studying and finding is the key to understanding the, the science behind creativity, it lies not only in the knowledge of like the large scale networks in the brain, recognizing the different patterns of neural activations and deactivations, but it's important that we understand the different stages of the creative process. The first stage that they put forth is conception, then preparation, and then there's a stage of incubation and then there's a stage of illumination. Now I want to pause and ask you, so far, can you pinpoint which stage you're in? I'll keep going. After illumination, there's the stage of verification. And it consists of many interacting cognitive processes. And they are both conscious and unconscious. And they are wrapped in your emotional world. And so one of the things that I want us to continue to remember is that different tasks in our creative process will recruit different networks in our brain. And so we must consider that a large part of what we're doing in the creative process is coming to a point of understanding how the whole and undivided brain seeks to guide us, seeks to show forth the design that the creator has put within us so that we can constantly draw on what it is we need for creative thought, for creative input and output. So the three main networks that I have been studying are the executive attention network. And that's what gives us that laser beam focus. It's very heavy demand on our working memory. And the second one is the default or the imagination. And that's, that's where we have that sense of social cognition, And a lot of mental simulations. So if you do a lot of daydreaming, (laughs) that's that's where that's happening in that imagination network. And the third one is the salience. And that is where we find our motivators. (laughs) Um, And I know from time to time, our motivations can peak and ebb. But there are also things that are monitoring what are the highest priority. It's going to allow us to really inquire, what should I pay attention to and why? And so when we're thinking about our creative process, this is all happening internally before it shows forth externally. And so there are many paths that are working together. They are working in an integrative manner. We are whole and undivided in this. And when we are learning to draw our attention by the impacting alternatives and scenarios that we are faced with, we're able to to choose based on what we value We'll choose it also based on how we interpret. So it is important that we get perspective about what is moving within us and the purpose and the methodology that we will use to let it move without. If you're wondering how to Find out more about the Soul Care Classrooms, then just visit MohawkMamaStudio.com and then go to the hashtag SoulCareClassrooms Hub tab and the details are there. One more thing I want to mention is that when we're thinking about how we refer to our own embodiment, We must remember to keep the human element about our bodies ever so present. To keep the kindness in view. Because one of the things we must also realize is that our body is us. This is the gift we've been given to have full expression of the activity of our humanity. And she is not part of us, but she is us. And so when you are referring to your own embodiment, refer to her in terms of endearment. Until we get together again, Shalom Sojourner. Share my mom's podcast with your friends. Jesus is always with your heart. And he loves you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you.